hello, and welcome to the 21 Soul Music Podcast. I'm your host, Lewis Marks, and on this podcast, I'm sharing intimate interviews with musicians from around the world. In my role at Rope Dope Records, I interview each artist as we prepare for a new release. I want to get the backstory, uh, a narrative. I want to understand what drove them to make this record. Tonight on the show, Mr. Russell Gunn and the Royal Crunk Jazz Orchestra. A simple search on the internet for Russell Gunn will yield very little result, which is an unusual occurrence these days. And this is just a clue into the man, soft-spoken, laid-back, happy to reside just outside the spotlight as he immerses himself in a wide variety of musical projects. I spoke with Russell about the importance of the history of jazz as a foundation for growth and for dialogue with other musicians, about the sheer intensity of his new project and his intent to present himself in an honest way. Get It How You Live is the new project from the Royal Crunk Jazz Orchestra. It's due out on July 20 on Rope Dope Records and features guests like Theo Kroger and Dion Farris. Let's sit back and listen to Russell Gunn in his own words. Okay, here we are at the Rope Dope Room and online, uh, and I am talking to the great Russell Gunn. Russell, how are you? I'm great. You just got off the road. For a long time, huh? Just got off the road. Yeah, man. Two months. And I, and trust me, I'm not complaining. I'm just <laughs> just a little tired, but it's all good. That's good to have work. Who were who you out with? I was doing a few things. Um, I started around March 9th with um, a, doing a residency in Chicago, in Chicago at Columbia College. And then I went to Belgium to produce a record for a group that I produced there. And then I was six or seven weeks with Marcus Miller. Wow. Wow. A, a, a diverse offering. So you, you, you got to know a lot to do all those things. Um, you know, I went online and, uh, and, and, you know, tried to find some, some good information to ask you some great questions, but you, you, you're, you're notoriously absent uh, from like Wikipedia. <laughs> Is, is is this an intentional low profile? Uh, well, from Wikipedia, I, I don't have any control over that. I guess I would if I if I went into Wikipedia and, and listed everything that I've ever done. But um, yeah, no. And then um, I guess on social media, I used to be really I used to be really active on you know Facebook things like that. Now. I choose to um it's, I use it more as an information tool. I know I know that it's a valuable tool. But it's get but you know, as everyone knows, social media has gotten so out of hand that it's almost clinic it makes me clinically depressed if I if I scroll for more than twenty seconds. So I choose to um yeah. I hear you loud and clear, and it and it and it's been necessary, and it's been a great tool for for some time. But we here at the label are also looking at it and saying, "What what are we doing here?" I took down my Facebook page about ten days ago, and I, I'm just, it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I'm but I'm in that I'm in that place though where it's because you know I go all the way back to MySpace, and mm-hmm. so and so when I made the transition to Facebook, I never really made. I mean, I've made the transitions to things like Twitter and Instagram, but the bulk of my following is on Facebook. And 
like like we just said, Facebook is so depressing. It's like I don't. So I'm kind of stuck in that middle. It's like now I have to if I really have to make an effort, um, for Instagram and I guess Twitter also. Yeah. But I I generally just post things that I, that I'm doing to Facebook because that's where I have the bulk of um, people that are following me at. Yeah, and they're restricting how many are there. So, you know, while we're talking, and hopefully uh, people are listening to this as a podcast, you know, it, it is it is important uh, in this day and age for people to try to stay connected and subscribe uh, to YouTube channels and, you know, make sure and, and give up email address so that artists can get in touch with you if you want to get information because it's not reliable as it used to be, social media. So let, let's, um, let's jump back. Uh, were you born in Atlanta or were you born in Chicago? I was born in Chicago, and I grew up in East St. Louis, which is in Illinois. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm only specifying that because a lot of times it needs specifying, mm-hmm. because East St. Louis is actually in Illinois. And St. Louis is in Missouri, of course, and and I'm from the east side of the river. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit about about what that what that what that means musically? What the music uh you know, development in East St. Louis is as compared to St. Louis, Missouri, or even Chicago? Well, that it's not that much of a, yeah, it's not that much of a difference as far as development goes, mm-hmm. because the whole, the, the entire, well, I can't speak for the entirety, but I would, I would say, just based on um, growing up there, that the Midwest is, um, it's kind of it's it's like the it's a it's a place where um you know you kind of get it all and you and you kind of ex, you kind of exposed to it all as opposed to I like to use say like early hip hop as an example okay. in early hip hop you were only if you weren't from New York then you weren't exposed to it at all and it was only once it became you know the phenomenon that it um. That, uh, that it began to expand to different regions. Mm-hmm. And as far as being a jazz musician goes, which for lack of a better term, I have to declare myself as, um, you know, even, even, even when I was exposed to, uh, I guess, to jazz music, I was always exposed to all of the different forms of black music, the R&B music, the soul music, the blues music, the blues especially. Um, so it was a, a a pretty you know well-rounded exposure to to um to all of the different forms of of black music. Uh, so yeah, so I think that in itself is what gives me my general direction of kind of being a, an all-inclusive type jazz musician. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you want to do you want to clarify the you know the jazz musician statement? Um, you know some people talk about jazz uh, as a negative term, which in its origin it is. Uh, well, yeah. Well, I, I can of course. Yeah. I mean, if you want to get when you when you when you break it all the way down, of course it is a it's a very negative term, and a lot of, and a lot of musicians choose not to use it at all. And I'm one 
to acknowledge, you know, straight up that, yeah, the the term itself is is completely fucked up, and it always has been from when whoever conceived it, or you know, whoever started calling it that in the beginning. But at the end of the day, it's just a word, and you know, for better or for worse, I like to identify myself with the the musicians that I I grew up idolizing and aspire to be like like Bird and Train and Miles and Duke Ellington and, you know, all, all of those cats. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, they, we, you know, we are, they are grouped into that category. And, and if I want to identify myself in that lineage, then I will identify myself as that. Because at the end of the day, it's just a word. And it's like in, it's like any other negative word if you you know it's just it's it's whatever the context is whatever the power of the word is however you're using it is it's okay my good friend nicholas payton ch- completely chooses not to use the word at all anymore and i couldn't agree with him more but you know just you know like i said it's at the end of the day I choose to identify myself in the lineage of those cats and I consider myself a cat. And so, yeah, so that's, that's what it is. I hear you loud and clear. And, and I mean, there, there's some power in just owning it, um, claim, claiming it, I would think. Uh, but uh, that, that'll be a discussion that you and Nicholas. Have. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm on the sidelines on that one. Um, l- let me, I, I, I have my own. Well, I, well, just, I'm sorry. Just, yeah. just to, just to clarify. I mean, I completely agree with Nick. Me and, uh, me and Nick has been friends since we were children. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it's, and it, however, however, Nick, Nick identifies with this black American music and I'm completely with that. Just me personally, it really doesn't, it, at this point, it really doesn't matter because in this day, in this day and age, jazz is identified as all kind of bullshit. So it, so it does. So I mean, what 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 difference does it really make if you um and 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 there's a there's a lot of black music that I would throw in the category of you know some unintelligible bullshit too. So it just depends on it. It really depends on what you're trying to say. Yeah. It's, so that's it about that. Point out was it's a personal decision. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, over here, we, we, you know, I didn't even know, I think it was Christian Scott that kind of like turn, you know, opened my eyes to the origins of the term as well as Nicholas, you know, and I started to dig into it. Most of my time has been, uh, trying not to be, uh, uh, cast as a certain, style of music like just just from a genre perspective of just being stuck you know uh and what the marketing of jazz is all about uh and how that limits, yeah how that limits certain people from listening to it you know because they they just feel like they're i don't understand jazz or i'm, I'm not into jazz uh so we've been trying to open it up a little bit at least and and yeah there's there it's hard to put to find a better term um so you know that's been my interaction with it and we'll see where it lands. Yeah. Well, let's let's roll forward a little bit. 
I, I do want to ask you about about the uh, Columbia College stint that you just did. So can can you talk a little bit about what that's about? Yeah. Well, I was asked, um, or I, what I did was I spent a little over a week with uh, with the different parts of the music department at um, at Columbia College. Just working on different things. I work with the vocal ensemble. I work with the um, with the large jazz ensemble. I work with fusion combo. I work with individuals. Just on you know just on basic residency things. Say with the fusion ensemble. Um. Well, I guess I I can back up. Well, everything led to doing three or four nights at the jazz showcase with the different ensembles in Chicago from Columbia college. And so, and so what, so what the goal was is that say I work with the fusion ensemble and we did my, my music. When I was contacted by Columbia, they, they were really interested in me having come to the school because they want to change the, the focus of what their music program is. And basically what they want to change the music, the focus of the music program is to, is basically my conception and direction of music. So I came in and, and they, um, you know, so I worked with the fusion ensemble and they did a bunch of my songs. Um, I worked with, uh, with a vocal ensemble, just primarily as a soloist and, uh, with a large jazz ensemble with, um, uh, a lot of my new, a lot of my new arrangements that hadn't been played outside of the Crunk Jazz Orchestra before, and on an individual basis, just you know, helping, uh, you know, give the students direction on you know basic things like improvisation, sound, learn, uh, how learning, what, how I, you know, what my philosophy is on, on the music. And how I learned, and you know, just all of those basic things. Mm-hmm. So it was a, a it was a pretty it was a pretty um, intense week because it was a lot of work. it was a lot of work. I, I I was really fucking tired after I finished that that week with them, but rewarding nonetheless. Very rewarding. Do, do you think that there's a difference to this young with the you know college students now, uh, in 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 what they know? about music as compared with, you know, 10 years ago or 15 years ago? Yeah, of course. And in the broad, in the broader picture, that's a, uh, it's more of a generational thing. Me personally, I'm kind, I'm in that space where I'm still really connected to the old school music, to the old, older musicians. Um, you know, I've been around long enough to where I got a chance to, to play and be around a lot of the musicians that have just recently passed away to learn from them. Uh, This generation of musicians didn't get that opportunity and they never will get that opportunity because those guys are, for the most part, are dead and gone. And if, you know, and very shortly, they all will be dead and gone. Mm -hmm. So, so I think what happened, I think the difference and, and it's, and I think it increases generation to generation. When I came on the scene in the 90s, there was still a, a lot of musicians left, but there were no bands, really. So, you know, say in the 50s and the 60s, and, you know, there were, there were bands, 
that were working constantly, like like Blakey's band. You know, all of the different bands they got to they, they were working yeah. in the seventies. All of that kind of went away. So the the thing so the thing is is that you young young musicians don't really get a chance an opportunity to learn from the people in the lineage, which basically cuts off cuts off the um, the knowledge and. The thing, that, and and just to just to kind of kind of hush, to kind of to kind of answer the the entirety of that question is that I'm sorry, man. My dog, okay. my, my dog just heard a car. Now she's trying. hold on one second, diva. Sit down. Be quiet. Sorry. No worries. Is that the diva? Hush. Come in here and sit down. There's nobody out there. Be quiet. Is that you don't get to learn the language, which is which is the, which is the basic complaint of older musicians to younger musicians you get if you get what i'm saying the younger musicians and again i want to qualify this by saying you know if you don't want if you don't want to learn charlie parker's language then that's your business but you're missing a big piece of the puzzle you're missing a big foundation piece so which basically means your music is built on nothing it's like starting a house on the second floor mm-hmm. and even and even before that if you don't know the 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 the, the language of new orleans of, of new orleans music then you're kind of building your house without a foundation that's why louis armstrong couldn't really get with with the bebop cats until he it, until it grew on them that's why the bebop cats couldn't get with the free cats <laughs> until it grew on you know what i mean you know, it's that continuous cycle of, of musicians that refuse to understand what was going on before them and basically building their foundation on, on nothingness. So, yeah, so that's that's one of the biggest problems I, I found with the with, with the students I was teaching, with students I teach anywhere, because I do do other residencies also with high school students, college students. Even with professional musicians, it's, you know, it's, when you don't have a really gra- a real grasp of the language, then you're then you're limiting yourself, and you are limited as a musician. So yeah, that's I think that's the I think that's the biggest difference um, in uh, younger musicians versus musicians that were kind of around where they actually kind of had to learn the language. It's like going to a foreign country. It's like you can't, like if you can't fucking speak French, you can't speak French. So there's no way to communicate. So we have nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great, great, uh, great parallel there. Um, and that that brings me to to this record, uh, the Royal Crunk Jazz Orchestra, scheduled for release here at Ropadope on July 13th. Um, get it how you live. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, what, how, how'd you come up with that title? It says something, and I'd love to hear direct from you. What? what <laughs> yeah. 
Well, the the term "get it how you live" it's that's um that's that's the term we use in the in the in the in the community for a for a very long time now. And basically, what it boils what it boils down to or breaks down to is that um. And it, it's, it's really hard to describe without using other without using other terms that you have to kind of describe. Also, um, get it how you live basically means for you as an individual, as a person, to be able to explain to be able to explain yourself in in a way, in an honest way. I guess that would be the the, the easiest lame layman's translation to get it how you live talking about when you when you when you open your mouth and you talk about something it has to be in an honest way and 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 more so an honest and genuine way get it how you live for me with with, with this record because uh, the music the music of the royal corn jazz orchestra uh, most of it is not new music. It's a, it's it's music that I've written uh, that I've written before and and often recorded before, but not in this format. Mm-hmm. Um, but it basically speaks to the to the way that I've kind of lived in my career as as a musician, going back to what we were talking about earlier, growing up in the Midwest, where all of these different influences were on me. And I incorporated that into what I was doing when I was a lot younger. Not and when I was when I was a lot younger, I wasn't really um, expertly express what was in my head because my skill had hadn't caught up with my uh, expertise. I mean, not my nah, my skill hadn't caught up with my way of thinking. I should say yet. Now, yeah, now I, I think I'm a more, I'm much more developed writer, composer, player, for the, and and so yeah, so this is basically an expression of 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 me doing what I do. Mm-hmm. So, um, t- talk about the band here, the or- the orchestra, I should say, because um, this is different than many projects, and uh, I think those who know. Uh, the musicians will know everything that's going on there, but I, for somebody who doesn't, I mean, I, I I love this record and I love how easy it is to jump right into. Uh, and then complexity gets revealed as I start paying you know more attention as my, my ear starts to understand, but it's helpful for everybody to know what went into this, right? How many pieces and, and how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not easy. I was last well not last night, two nights ago I was at the Birch at the Birchmere, this uh really nice venue in um in Virginia with Marcus Miller and I was talking to the owner and the promoter and he that he just asked me the same question. <laughs> He's like, How do you do it? Yeah. Well, the first the first thing you have to do is you have to you have to have something that people believe in. Otherwise nobody's gonna follow you. Or, or anybody you want to follow you, I should say. You have to have you have to have a conception that um, 
that good musicians are going to get behind and give themselves up for you to do. That's number one. Now, the logistics of it, you know, that's a whole other thing. Luckily, so what I decided to do is instead of, instead of, of, you know, trying to make like a, a super big band and just, you know, and call all, call all of my, all of my dudes that I know that are killers to try to be a part of this project. It's, it didn't, that didn't really make sense to me because the concept the conception itself is a homegrown thing. It's an Atlanta thing through and through. And so what I, so I decided to, to gather the, the best group of musicians that I could here in Atlanta and develop the idea. And a lot of people don't know this is that I, when I put this band together, well, before we made this record, I put the band together a few years ago for the Atlanta Jazz Festival, the first time, um, the first time we performed. But it was a little after that that I actually put the band together to 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 try to develop this idea and this project. But what I did was, once I put, once I got the musicians I wanted together, and a few arrangements that I thought we could start developing. I worked the band for one entire year and a one entire calendar year at a club here in Atlanta called um, St. James Live. For one year, we played every every week, every Sunday, developing developing the music, our, our um, you know, uh, the the way we interact with each other, just to, just developing the project, just developing the music before I decided to take the band into the studio to record the record. So hmm. it's a it, it's a it was a real artist development thing and a real um, concerted a real concerted effort on my part to keep the band together because of course you got to pay I have to pay a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, but the but the bottom line was is that I had people that believe I had people that believe in me, and believe in what I was trying to do, and were able, and were willing to stick with me for an, an entire year, making fifty dollars a gig to um, to develop this music before we took it into the studio. And I knew we had something special. I knew we had something special, you know, from the first time we did it. But I knew it needed development. And that's why I worked the band for a year. A lot of people don't have that kind of patience, but luckily I'm a little older now and I understand, I really truly understand now that what I do is forever. And what I, and I, I wanted to make sure that what we laid down, especially for this first offering of the Royal Corn Jazz Orchestra was really gonna be a, a true representation of where we were. And hence, again, on with the title, Get It How You Live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, amazing, amazing. And, and I think that uh, it, it's good to have this conversation because I, I definitely think uh, that uh, that will inform people as they listen and help, help people understand and appreciate uh, the music even more, especially, like I said, those like myself who are not musicians who... Uh, you know, wouldn't wouldn't know at first listen uh, how much has gone into it and how much risk and time uh, and and uh, 
patience and understanding. So thank you for that. Um, is there is there anything that you want to say in general about uh, Get It How You Live as this comes out uh, as a statement to the world? Uh, you did touch on, you know, it, it reflects your development uh, and your life, but is there is there any messaging in here that you want to send out uh, to people out there who might be listening? Well, I mean, it's 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 a, it's a it, this is a musical statement. It's not, I guess, what you it's not a political statement or anything. Um, when you look at the cover, uh, for when, whenever the record comes out and people get a chance to look at the cover, that is part and parcel of the whole idea of getting it how you live. As Africans or and Africans that were brought here, we have always had to kind of just, you know, figure the shit out with what with with the tools at hand. That's why that's why I wanted the, that cover to be the, the cover for this album because it's like one of the earliest representations of 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 people that look like me doing what doing what what they can with what with the tools that are given. And it's the same food, music uh dance any kind of art you know any kind of intelligent thought process have to deal with the tools at hand uh-huh. what's left over was given to develop something brilliant so um uh-huh. that's what that's what this that's what this the, that would be the only non-musical statement that i would be that out that i'm trying to um convey Musically, of course, it's it's still in that same vein, and where I went. And one thing that I do make sure that we do is that we deal with the tradition. Even though this band is a really modern band, it's a, um, I guess the music we play will be considered modern, um, by quote unquote jazz standards. Mm-hmm. But the language that we improvise in, used to improvise. It's Charlie Parker's language, and we can, and that's why you all of all of the solos on my on my records on my record you will hear that they're fucking killers. They're not fucking around, mm-hmm. and there's there's a real understanding of the tradition of the language that goes that goes with that. That's that's the most one of the most important things to me when I'm dealing with trying to when we play on modern rhythms is that you. I mean, you don't have to play like, you know, now at the times, Charlie Parker solos, but if you don't have that understanding in your sound, and trust me, we can understand, we understand when that shit is not in your sound. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not playing those, you know, those words or those notes, you know, in those, in, in the, in the, in the pattern that we will recognize it as like a bebop solo or something like that. Mm-hmm. But if that isn't in your sound, then it's very, very recognizable. And um, so, yeah. Well, you've really uh, opened my eyes and given me even even more to think about when I come back to to this record. Uh, I'm so looking forward to it. I can't wait for folks to see that cover and hear this music. Uh, Russell Gunn, the Royal Crunk Jazz Orchestra, coming out on July 13th, and we'll have pre-orders available on June 15th. Russell, thank you so much for first creating this beautiful music and second for spending time with me here. I appreciate you. Uh, thank you for sure. 
Well, that's our show for today. Thank you for listening to the 21 Soul Music Podcast. If you like what we do, please subscribe. You can find us on Mixcloud, and you can go over to YouTube and find our video series as well. We're also available on Stitcher, iTunes, and wherever else podcasts are found. A big shout-out to our producer, Mr. Nick Perry. Our show is recorded in East Philadelphia at the Ropadope Room. I want to say thank you to musicians who contribute music to the world and to this podcast. And a big thank you to those of you who have taken the time to listen. We hope you enjoy the show.